Uh, are you stereotyping that I wouldn't know anything about the human body? <laughs> I say you should have like a razor to them. Yeah, man, he touching down here. Yeah? Is you, you know, you come here, you bad influence, boy Gregory. Sometimes I know exactly what you're going to say. Every single month, your bank account is overdrawn. The world is a business. A husband is what's left of a sweetheart after the nerve has been killed. Walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. Obey! If you have selfish, ignorant citizens, you're going to get selfish, ignorant leaders. You mean like Democrats? Well, we both agree that must be the reason. Why not let the folks themselves ask for something that they like to hear? We are knee-deep in a pool of stagnation. Oh, no, no, wait a minute, friends. You don't want to hear that, do you? Yeah. yeah! Welcome to Objective Being Correct, guys. We're here with three, well, I'm here with three gentlemen, um, all of which are proficient in whatever. So we have Glenroy Marshall, he's joining us from Las, La, Los Angeles. No, you're in California. I'm in California. Kelly's in California. We have Dr. Dr. Garfield Alexander. Is there something like Garfield? Come on. Gregory. Dude, anyway, right? <laughs> and we also have Pastor Andrew and Tucket. All right? <laughs> all right. So, guys, thank you so much for being here. It's great. We're going to be talking about male issues. We're going to be talking about male identity. Um, and each of us has a perspective. We've already started talking, so let's get the ball rolling. And first thing we're going to do is we're going to have a little team game. You guys will get nine questions. You'll start out with three points each. Let me tell you what the rules are, all right? So each person starts off with three points. The point of the game is for you guys as a team to amass 20 points, all right? The first six questions, you guys are going to get two okay. questions each. And each question, you're going to designate one person to help you. The only thing the person could do is eliminate one of the choices. At the end, there'll be three questions, three group questions. We'll elect a leader, and the leader will answer the questions. Kyle, you get it? Okay. Yes, sir. Okay, great. Super. All right. So, one thing, if you guys try to hint to the right answer to any of your teammates, right, you will lose one point each. But, but that's teamwork. Choice. So Caribbean. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like CXC, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to start with Glenroy. Glenroy, <laughs> how many times is saith the Lord or thus saith the Lord repeated in the Bible? All right, how many times is saith the Lord or thus saith the Lord repeated in the Bible? Kyle, this is your question. You have to elect one person to help you. Who will you elect? I'm going to elect the pastor. All right, well, that's a good choice. And he point in the right direction to you know? Uh, yeah, he is pointing in the right direction. All right, so the, 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 the possible answers are A, approximately 500 times, B, approximately 1,900 times, C, approximately 5,000 times, and D, more than 8,000 times. I'll repeat. A, approximately 500 times, B, approximately 1,900 times, C, approximately 5,000 times, and D, more than 8,000 times. Pastor, which one will you eliminate? I'll be honest with you, about Glenn, I have no idea. <laughs> I have not counted the thus saith the Lord. That, that's, ever. That's Glenn, why I fought for just assuming and stereotyping that the pastor would pastor would know. Hey. He should have picked Gaffey, and apparently he knows. <laughs> I was thinking about Googling, but I said, that, that may seem a bit No, cheating. that's cheating. Yeah, so. That is cheating. Gl I, I would eliminate the 8,000. I don't think it's that many. Okay. So he eliminated 8,000. Glenroy, what is your answer? 500 times, 1,900 times, 5,000 times? I would say 1,900. 1,900? Mm -hmm. Okay, and you are correct. It's actually 1,900 times. So well done, my brother. Well done. Well done. 
All right, next. Pastor Tuckett, number two. In the human body, what is the average percentage of the weight contributed by bones? In the human body, what is the average percentage of weight contributed by bones? Who will you elect to help you? Uh, wisdom would say to choose the doctor okay. to, to, to assist with this one. Okay, so curl out of it. Um, okay, so it's 66%, B, 82%, C, 14%, D, 35%. Doc, which one would you eliminate? A, 66%, B, 82%, C, 14%, D, 35%. I'll eliminate A. The doctor eliminates A. Okay. Um, so it's 82%, 14, or 35. Okay, we know it's not 14. Uh, I would say 35. 35%, and that is, well, 35%. Garfield, what would you, that's wrong. What would your response be? It's, it's 14, right? It's 14. Yeah, it's 14. 14% and 1.2 Garfield. All right, great. So we're moving on. Garfield Alexander. St. Kitts is 5,804 kilometers away from Los Angeles. On average, though, how long would it take for you so to you travel? So you knew this answer and you got it wrong when you, at the opening? Oh. <laughs> well played, well played. I, I don't understand what's going on in this panel. This panel is real hot and spicy today. I don't know what's going on. Mr. Alexander, as soon as he shows up, he's like, okay, they take. Anyway, okay, so um, saying this is 5,804 kilometers away from Los Angeles. On average, though, how long will it take you to travel by airplane from Los Angeles to Las, Las Vegas to Los Angeles? A, well, you have to choose a, a, a person. Wait, you. Um you gave me the distance from Los Angeles to Sinkis and asked me yes. how long it would take. <laughs> how long will Los it Angeles take to, Las Vegas? to go from Las Vegas to Los Angeles? Wow. So that, that opening was just to throw me off then. That is a CXC question. I, I don't know where okay. you want to take Las it. Las Vegas is in. Oh, oh you have, have, have to choose. You have somebody. to choose somebody. Kyle is a jet setter, so I'm going to ask him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the, the, the answers are A, about an hour. B, two hours. C, about 15 minutes. D, three hours. Kyle, you have to eliminate one. One hour. You're going to eliminate one hour? No, no, no. It, the correct answer is one hour. But Kyle, you're, you're disobeying the rules, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, don't know, I don't know why you expected otherwise. I don't understand. <laughs> yes. uh, well, all are you losing a point. All are you? Yes, all of you look at point. Yes. Wow, okay. That's the teamwork. Oh, this is really yeah. sexy. <laughs> yes. You're cheating. No, but you, the thing is, Kyle is right, but you, you can't give the right answer. You have to tell them what to eliminate. You from thinking. <laughs> and we're moving on. Kyle, it's your question. Which of these is the same size from birth? Elect somebody, Kyle. Um, Mr. Alexander. All right. A, nose, B, ears, C, eyes, D, appendix. A, nose, B, ears, C, eyes, D, appendix. Eliminate um, ears. Ears is eliminated. Glenn Rye, nose, eyes, appendix. Which one doesn't change from, from birth? And give me those, answer, those um, scenarios again. A, nose, C, eyes, D, appendix. Your appendix could get inflamed and grow, I think. So I'm going to say your eyes. Eyes is right and correct. So you right. guys get to... to, to, to. And, you know, interestingly enough, I never learned this in med school. You know, I learned this. Yeah. 
um, I, lo- I was looking at the ad video on YouTube, and, and I said that. Just yeah. like oh, the blue just random. It's a distinguishing feature. Oh, yeah. The eyes don't change. Don't change, yeah. No. From the time you're born, your eyes, they already come fully stocked with however they're going to be. Right. That's crazy. That's All right. Ch- children's eyes are so piercing because they're much bigger than Exactly. Them. Right. They're, they're adult eyes in a child's body. Yeah, All right. So let's go. So Pastor Tuckett. Uh-huh. That's um, a good one. Ken, I forgot to congratulate you. That's well a good done, one. Sir. Good well done. Well done. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Which of these states is in the USA grows coffee? I'm, gonna say, I'm just going to say it so that you know who to choose. Which of these states in the USA grows coffee? A, Missouri, Missouri, B, Florida, C, Hawaii, D, South Carolina. Choose your person to eliminate. Choose whoever want to eliminate? No, whoever, whoever you want your teammate to be to help you eliminate one. Do I get to ask questions first? I don't know who no, drinks you coffee. No, can't, you, can't, you can't ask any questions. See, you the could... doctor was in Cuba. I think he may have a Cuban and like a, the <laughs> coffee. I actually do know the answer. And I think I know the answer, but I, I will ask, uh, uh, my brother Glenroy, you, you help me here. Glenroy, eliminate one. Give me those again. Which of these states in the USA grows coffee? A, Missouri, B, Florida, C, Hawaii, D, South Carolina. I'm going to eliminate um, Florida. Okay, Florida I know is, what it is. Florida is eliminated and... Uh, there's a little place in Hawaii called Kona that is known for growing coffee. And you go with coffee? You go with Hawaii? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Hawaii is correct. It's, Two it points for you guys. Yes, it's Hawaii, yes. Because it has to be tropical and if Glen Y quite expeditiously eliminated Florida, so... Yeah. <laughs> he I did it. Also, so. Right, because I know you knew the answer. Yeah, I know he yeah. knew the answer too, which is where I asked it. Yeah. All right, Garfield Alexander, what is the longest chapter in the Bible? <laughs> Oh, longest Lord. chapter. Yes, the longest chapter in the Bible. A, Isaiah 66. B, Jeremiah 48. C, Deuteronomy 23. D, Psalm 119. Choose your, your teammate. This sounds like something, Glenn. Why would I be going to ask you, Andrew? This sounds like something, Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> Give me those again. <laughs> you're going to ask Glenn. Why are you going to ask Andrew? Andrew okay, Glenn, why he's going to ask Andrew? All right, the, the, the options are, what is the longest chapter in the Bible? A, let's, let's get rid of Deuteronomy. Get, getting rid of Deuteronomy 23. So all you have left is Isaiah 66. Know you know where it is? Okay, well, we, we're going we to come to you in a second. All right, Isaiah 66, Jeremiah 48, Psalm 119. I'd have to go with Sam. They have a way of being... You want me to tell you which one it is? Verbose. <laughs> which one do you think it is, Glenroy? It's Psalm 119. Yes, it's true. Uh, well, done, well, done, well done. Anybody could have chosen. Anybody yeah, could have chosen. Psalm 119. All right, guys, we have three more questions, all right? Um, which one of you got nothing wrong? I think, I think it's Gaffy. Okay, so Gaffy, you'll be the leader. You guys could consult and talk to one another and figure out what the answer is. So this is a combination. Yes, this is a com- this is the combination <laughs> question. Yo, you dude, you're too funny. Anyway, okay, so number seven. What okay, what is the next number in this sequence? One, one, two, three, five, eight, thirteen, dash thirty-four. What is the next number in this sequence? So who answers this? You I, well, I like all you're of the, you. You're the leader. But you're the leader. Consult. You will answer, but you could consult with your teammates. One, one, two, three, five, eight, thirteen, dash thirty-four. What is the next? What is the number in the sequence? What is the number between you thirteen become, become and thirty-four? The previous number, yeah. One, one, two. One, one. I'm good at pattern. One, one, two. It seems as if the pattern is they're adding. 
all the previous numbers. Was, yeah. One, one, two, three, so one, five, eight, thirteen, dash. That's so the one you're thirteen trying. and eight. Thirteen plus eight. Thirty-four. Would give you twenty-one. Twenty-one and twenty-one. Wait, wait. But twenty-one and thirteen would give you thirty-four. Yeah. So the answer is twenty-one. Twenty-one. Garfield, you have to say what the answer. I have to say that. Yeah, because you're the leader. Right. You have to say the leader. You're the leader. You have to say the answer. Okay. Glenn Moyer and Andrew answered twenty-one, and I, I I fully endorse that. 21 is correct. So that's three points for the entire team. Okay, last, the second to last question. I'll do this slowly. Name the four-digit number whose first digit is one quarter of the last digit. The second digit is six times the first digit. And the third digit is the second digit plus three. Is this homework? No, it's brain work. <laughs> the three of you have a brain. Then I bring it back. Bring it back first again. You look like the mathematician in the team. You're waiting no, this long. Wait, hold on there. <laughs> Repeat the question again. The na- name the four-digit number whose first digit is one quarter of the last digit. The second digit is six times the first digit, and the third digit is the second digit plus three. Okay, that's too much second digit one, and six, fifth nine, digit for me. I, I lost. <laughs> one, six, nine, four. Oh, but, but you're giving us options, right? Are we supposed no, to it's just, this is one, just six, guessing. One, six, nine, four, that works. <clears throat> The first one six nine four, the first the first digit is a quarter of the the last one. So if we let <coughs> sorry, if we let that as as four, then right. it makes the first number one, and then it was five plus what, six times the, six times the first six times digit the first number that gives us a six, and, and then it was three plus uh, plus three the second digit. So so by that theory, based on what he has stated, because we cannot get it wrong. <laughs> because this is meeting the criteria of what he has stated. Right. One, six, nine, four. You're the leader, you have to okay. say. What do you think, sir? You I said. laugh. <laughs> <laughs> sir? I agree. You agree with what? You're the leader, you one, have to say. One, six, nine, four. One, six, nine, four. And that's absolutely correct. Okay. One, six, nine, four. That's the only digits that will fit that criteria. And the last one, fill in the blank. James' mom has four children. Their names are April, May, June, and... What's the last? Really? Really? Yeah, really. Really? really? Do we, were you thinking about this one? <laughs> James' James's mother has four children. James' mother has four children. I'm, I'm lost. Oh, okay, okay. Listen to again. James's mother. James's mother has four children. Their names are April, May, June, and what is the last the last child's name? July. Gentlemen, my brothers. <laughs> I am the, these lost. these are questions my children come to me with from now and again to He has the upper to, hand, he has he's he, a father. He, 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 Your yeah. father too. Yeah, but no, yeah, 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 but 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 my brothers. James's mother <laughs> As in King James? No, no, no. Oh, you you, you, you see, lost. these questions trip us up because we overthink them. Mm-hmm. James's mother, being a possessive noun. James, James, James. His name is James. Sorry. Yeah, of course. So the last child's name is James. James, yes, the last. It, 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 it couldn't be anything else. Oh, that one flew over my head. Yo, oh my God, Glenn, my head just <laughs> hopping off. Twenty-five points. Mash up the players. Yeah, that is crazy. At thirty-two, I think. (laughs) Well done, my brother. Well Well done, done. guys. Well Well done, done, guys. Well done. Well done. Well done. Let's go right into discussion, right? Because, (laughs) yo, guys, you guys did well. I didn't. I didn't expect for you to get them last three. Them last year, I thought we'd throw you, but you. 
Come with your fatherly knowledge, past the tuck it. Experience. Experience. Guys, okay, so this is the question we have on the table. What makes a man a man? Why, why is it that a man is a man? How do we define a man in our modern times? Um, I'm going to ask the doctor to just lead up with that. Le- doctor, what makes a man... That makes a man. Should I put on my, my, my medical hat and speak from a biological perspective? Um, you could speak from a social perspective too. I know <laughs> you have the possibility. So let's go, let's go from the NC. What do you think a man is? Mm. Socially. That's, that's a tough one because manliness and maleness is defined most times by culture. Because mm. from conception, from the time the sperm meets egg, you already know if it's going to be a male or a female. female. From the chromosome. Yeah, but nobody gives thought to when you're birthed and when you grow, how do you define yourself and how do you grow and how, you know, how do you fit within that, that, that spectrum of me, maleness and femaleness because everybody knows the two destination points but they don't know the paths in between. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a part that, from a social perspective, I'm just gaining knowledge on because before I could tell you what is male and female, could mm-hmm. tell X chromosome, Y chromosome. Lots of feminists feel that a Y chromosome is just basically a, a genetic mutation. Mm. And males are basically like walking abortions. Walking <laughs> abortions. <laughs> that is a strong it, one. It, that's a new one for me. I've never heard that either. Like a walking... I, I, should, I, I need to research that. But I know one, one of the famous femis, um, feminists actually said that. And that had me, you know, my mind was blown at that point. There. Because because the Y chromosome is it's just... shorter, contains less genes. It... it, it it really is a mutation. And normally mutations mm-hmm. in the body, especially when it comes to birth and conception, your, your body just deletes it and it, it moves on. Yeah. But then, then what, what, what would explain then the majority of the human population being male? No, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just saying that oh, that's just one, person's okay. Okay. one person's perspective. Okay, okay. One person's perspective. That's true, I got you. But, but Pastor, what do you think? What do you but think? Let me just say this before Wait. I pass the torch. I think maleness is, is, is learned Every day it needs to be, it has to be, at least for me, me for myself as a male, has to be redefined. And, and it's basically like a role. Mm-hmm. Most times it's a role. And most times within our culture is extremely to- toxic, extremely destructive. To be a male? Just, yeah. just by being a male, it's... The attributes that is needed to, for, you, for people to say, yeah, that's a man over there. If you think of it, a, a very destructive. Mm. But then I, I don't know, for some reason, I feel like at some point in history, um, the same things that we might, have, we might label now as toxic might have been like the difference between life and, and, and death. So now that we're now longer serving them times, we don't need to go out and hunt. We don't need to destroy other civilizations to make ours greater. But the same things are perpetuated each day with war, with the war against oil, mm-hmm. the war for gold, the war for diamonds. You see, you can't get more manly than that. Ah, sure. I better than them I could bang them up I'm going over there for them and get what I want that's interesting Kyle you think that's true? I, I, I agree and I disagree Wait, how do you agree and how do you disagree? because I see I look at the terminology of a man differently than you know his um, the doctor's perspective and I look at it different from the, um, the, the, the pastor's perspective so I understand certain things that they're saying um, but I I don't agree with everything. I have a different terminology of what I identify a man is. So how, how do you identify a man? For, for if you're speaking of a man in terms of a gender, I, I, I would say a man is a human uh, male. If you're speaking of a man in terms of a broader spectrum, for me, is just an adult person. 
it could be a male or a female. Mm. So it doesn't have anything to do with the roles per se, then? It, it has to do with the genetic, more the genetic structure of it? Somewhat more genetic structure. It has nothing to do with the role of who, what they're playing within our societies or nothing of that. I just look at it as a man, as a human being. And if you look from a broader perspective, I look at a, a, a man, if you want to just classify everything, I just see a human being either male or female. Mm. Pastor, what do you think? That, does that cross the line for you? When I say male or female, that is based on how one identifies themselves. Okay, so you could, you, you could choose to identify yourself any which way as long as you just profess that then? I, the, the connection went a little bit bad there, but if I, if I, I think I got a gist of what you were saying. Mm-hmm. I think as a society and as a whole, as a world today, we have people identifying themselves a certain way and out of respect for the human nature and out of respect for who I am as a person, I respect if you present yourself to me as a male and you want to be addressed as a male, I will address you as such. If you want to present it, if you present yourself as a female and you are, you want to be addressed that way, I will respect you as such. So that's how I, you know, put this whole man thing of there, you know, what a man to say. Pastor, how do we how do we dissect that? Because I mean, do, do you think it's it's confined to the genetics of the situation? If I am born with a penis, am I a man, or uh, is it is it different? I I think. <clears throat> Sorry, one of the things we have to look at in, 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 in our culture, and I do acknowledge what Glenoir is saying, mm. <clears throat> because it's a reality of what, what is around us now that people are a lot more comfortable expressing a lot of who they, who they feel they are. Mm. And um, I, I look at it from, from this perspective. If we sit here and you give me your opinion and Dr. Mm-hmm. Alexander gives me his opinion, and Glenwell gives an opinion. Mm-hmm. I do not. I do not feel comfortable coming and saying mm-hmm. your opinion is wrong. Mm-hmm. But what I do ask of of everybody that I have conversations with is that we must have a standard by which we are measuring it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we'll get nowhere because everybody will always feel that they are right. Mm-hmm. So, in order for yeah. for anybody to 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 create a standard, and those of us where they had any dabbling in science you know that you usually have a control or something about by which to measure it. Mm-hmm. And I tell people this... Where's that going, right? I want to ask <clears> you a question when he's finished. Okay, Let's sure. And so, so, so the bar by which I have known mm-hmm. and come to experience and spent plenty of time studying before I accepted it was the simple fact that God has to be our bar. That, that has to be mm-hmm. something greater than us has to measure us. Because if we measure ourselves by ourselves, we really don't get anywhere. Because let, let me give you a quick example. I can look at Dr. Alexander and say, okay, because I have a little bit more here than him, I'm better. Mm-hmm. But I have a lot more here than And him. you have a lot more here than that means I know you're, for sure. you're, you're, be- you're better than, than both of us. And mm-hmm. so by creating these kind of standards, it's very easy to put people into certain kind of um, spectrums that, okay, you're not worthy. You're outcast. You're not worth the time. Mm-hmm. And a man defined by the word of God has a relationship with him. And the accurate relationship that he's not just a good man, mm-hmm. but he's a godly man. And, and that standard must be our benchmark. So I have this that I'm chasing, not just looking at somebody else and saying, oh, I'm better than them, so 
um, I'm not too bad. Mm-hmm. And, and that, is, that is a human condition that we have. We, we've heard it growing up, all it, looking at the Joneses or comparing this and, oh, well, well, the new shoe come out, so I want the new shoe too, and mm-hmm. I don't feel comfortable. So we chase things here that in the end really have little to no meaning. But then in, in the context, sorry, Glenroy, I'm not going to cut off your question. What, what did you want to ask? Um, <clears throat> Pastor, not to, not to um, debunk what you're saying and not to say that you're wrong. Uh-huh. Let me ask you this question. You, in your statement earlier, you said that we have to hold God as, you know, a, 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 a landmark to look at and to guide ourselves. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. So you're saying the term God had you been speaking to a person who believes in Islam, would this be the same narrative that you would speak them in? Because if it is, wouldn't you find or wouldn't you think that you're imposing your Christianity and godly ways upon a person who believes in Islam? You were finished, I was just making sure. Okay, here is the way the word of God looks at it. No, 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 give me a second. Give me a second. Oh, oh, God, sorry. What I was asking him, he mentioned in his in in, in um, before that we should all use God as a measure mm-hmm. uh, to what we basically look up to or whatever, which is fine, and I understand that. However, my question to him is: Had he been speaking to an Islam, a person, a Muslim person, or a person who's atheist, would he use that same benchmark of mm-hmm. God to determine what a man really is or who should look up to because they don't believe in that? Mm. Pass over the answer. Oh, okay, I, I think one of the one of the part of your question before we got cut off was a matter again of imposition. Mm. Um, my sharing what I believe in is not meant to to um, come over in a harsh manner that there's a disrespect. But I believe okay. there there's some fundamental there's some fundamentals to life that sometimes we ignore and we kind of skirt past because they make us uncomfortable. In this mm-hmm. life, there can only be one truth. And as much as we, we desire it to be our truth, which when it's our truth, if you ever heard the old saying, there, there's three sides to a story, minds, yours, and the real truth. And I told somebody what, what, I've, what I've understood in my short time on this planet is there's always the truth and there's my perspective and there's your perspective. And in the middle of our perspective is truth. I say all of that to say this. Had it been an, an atheist or Muslim, my response would be the same, that the benchmark for, for, for my life and any life should be Jesus Christ. Mm. I'm taking it a step forward, not just God, but a, a, a Jesus Christ, who, who no other religion and no other belief had anyone who died for, for it and, and forgive, forgave sin. I've, I've searched the other religions, and not in-depth in all of them, because there, there, there's so many. Mm. And I found it to be this one truth that there is only one that proclaims a God who loves me so much that he died for me to give me life. And not only a, 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 a mediocre life, but a life that is of quality and of worth. And I'm able to, to see him walking in and through me from his initial design, which is to bring me back to where men have fallen from. To express the true love of God towards one another. So wait, so... um. Okay, so I think what Glenroy is asking, Glenroy, correct me if I'm wrong. The how do you define a man, even on the religious term, even even as a Christian? 
what is a man for a Christian? What is a Christian man? I mean, I understand you're not going to go yeah. through each and every um, everything that dictates that. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. you're not going to quote every single scripture that has man in yeah. it. But in, in short terms, in, in the shortest hand that you could probably name it, sorry to put uh-huh. you in any position, but no, like, no, no. how do you define, what defines a man? Not just somebody with a penis, but a man. I believe a man is, is two simple things, like you asked me to do. A man is godly, mm. and he looks like Christ. He looks like Christ? He looks like Christ. And, and what that means, in, an es- in, a, in essence, is he looks and demonstrates the things that the Word of God says. Mm. In, all, in all contexts, in, in as much as possible. In all contexts, in all forums, in all walks of life, he doesn't change because I'm with Sally or with Tom or with Bob. Mm-hmm. It, 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 is, it is a standard, a standard set by God himself mm-hmm. that I strive after. And I'm not telling you it's a matter of being perfect in everything. Mm-hmm. But even as Dr. Alexander um, would, have, would have said a while ago, and I'm sure Glenn would attest, there are things you're learning every day that you realize, hey, I, I need to make some adjustment to this mm-hmm. because this is unhealthy either for me or for, or for those around, around me. me. And so I'm, a, man, a man is never in the same place at the same time because I believe in this life you're either doing one or two, two things. is either you're progressing mm-hmm. or you're regressing. You're and, and, and there's no stagnancy. Because but the then reality, does, it, does the Bible limit that? Because, I mean, if the Bible has specific terms that were, um, that were written and do- do- documented like mm-hmm. thousands of years ago, um, does it allow for evolution in, you know, 2,000 years after? Does, does the word of God change in accordance to, to, well, to what is happening in well, terms of really, culture? No, 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 not necessarily that if the word of God changed, but is it that the, the, the role of a man changes based on how the culture is evolving? And... Is it possible that by, you know, just by li- listening to the word or by just going th- by the word of God that was written so long mm. ago that you might find stagnancy in just going hard and fast with that? Okay, what, 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 what I've found, even in my personal experience, and, and I, I know there is, there is such a, a large forum of atheists versus Christians versus Muslim. I mean, all you have to do is... Google it or go on YouTube and it's, it, 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 bombs bad, it bombards you in such a way that, I'll be honest with you, sometimes I'm like, God doesn't need a defense. Mm. You, 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 he, he says to, this, to us in his word, if, if you seek after me, you will find me mm. and I will respond to you. So I always encourage people, you hear me speak, search for yourself, look and see if these things are so. Because sometimes we make decisions because... I, I hear people say so. Mm. And I didn't become a Christian just because I was raised that way. Mm. I searched myself and I ensured that what I believe, I was able to back it up. Mm. I knew I had a personal relationship with God and then I chased it. I know that's not everybody's experience. It is. And it I'm, is. I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't approach people like, oh, you better get my experience or you're dead. No, no, I present it with love and I'm telling you, here's an option of a God who loves you so much that your response to him is going to increase the measure of okay. your life. Indeed. But, but it's an option. Um, Garfield, I have a question for you. Um, and it, it, it pertains to the same thing. Um, when it comes to the evolution of man, how has it changed from a, from a historical level? How has that role changed for our um, culture? Because culturally, I think, I don't know if we are in the same place as men that we were 50 years ago. You see, that in itself for me is pretty stereotypical. Because if we, a lot of what, a lot of the notions we have, 
has been perpetuated by Hollywood and the media that we know of it today. Like, mm-hmm. I was amazed to find out, because whenever you saw it, and I think Hollywood is the greatest benefactor of maleness. And, 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 and I never saw it until, uh, until I sat down and spoke to uh, a lesbian. What do you mean? And she, she basically, she, and, and the, the history she gave me was that she grew up, from the time she was 10, mm-hmm. she realized, like, and that, that's when she started going through puberty. She was all right until puberty started to answer, and she just felt foreign in her body. That's not the body she wanted. Oi. Mm-hmm. Right? And she said she actually used to look at the movie because in the movies, and I never, I never picked that up until she, she pointed it out to me, that they perpetuate men. It's like you mainly have male leads. Only recently we've had a few female leads doing action films. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You understand? So it's, it's a perpetuation of maleness. They always win. She also highlight, highlighted to me the fact that quite often you have a pairing of a guy that's not so good looking, not not so active, not so manly, mm-hmm. but he always ends up at the end of the film with, the, with, the girl, with, a, with a, a beautiful female. But the likelihood of that happening with a female, a, a not so good looking female, ending up with a handsome guy, that, that doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Hollywood perpetuates this one where you always find, because girls are made to feel less of, and you know, somehow that male dynamics, the male always win. She pointed out to me. Mm-hmm. I lose my train of thought. <laughs> you are saying that the, the only people because what I was asking you is how has that changed because okay, wait. It, yeah. so we see Hollywood we see the Greeks we go back and I remember having the stereotype in my mind that you know that all the warriors were males yeah until yeah. you start to research real history and you understand that even in the tribes of Africa everybody used to go fight, yeah. everybody used to fight in, used, even within some of the stereotypes within the Greeks within the what those others called that, that actually defeated the Greeks the by the Romans? Spartans. No, not the Romans. So they believed in the Norse gods. Uh, um, that's North mythology. That's what? The, the Vikings? Vikings. Even those, lots of the females went to... Of course, they always were there. Yeah. Yeah. So, they were nomadic tribes, so they had to go with their families. Right. And then it's only afterwards that females were saved from going out and hunt because they were seen as more valuable. They were, the, they were the only ones that could bring life onto this world. Only life that could nurture it because you can't give suck. A male can't give suck. Mm-hmm. Right? Exactly. So, a male and, can't give birth either. And they could do everything that a man could do and what he could not. So lots of times they were kept out of harmful, if, harmful behavior unless really necessary. Mm-hmm. But that's not what we get. We always get that the man has to be strong. Always that we get. So a lot of what we think of historically was man and maleness mm-hmm. are just perpetuated stereotypes. Because yeah. mm-hmm. women were always important. Religion came along later on, the one dominant religion, because if, as you know, each sect, each tribe would have practiced their own variant of, of different religions. But after, the, after men started going out and exploring and destroying mm. and forcing their type of religion on other persons is when you saw this shift. Mm. Um, um, and this is not knocking Christianity, but Christianity is the ones where we talk about the virgin birth. Mm. Uh, in, in some people would say that, that the values the woman. Why couldn't be that God has... A wife, a guy actually impregnated Mary. What, what is so wrong and dirty about that? But then, wouldn't would that would that mean that if God impregnated Mary, would that cas- cas- constitute a sin because God wasn't married to Mary? Would that have? But not only that, why does God have to be a man? All of that. Why does God have to be a man? Um, pastor? Uh, who said he, he is a man? Okay, um, Glenroy, you're not out the conversation, Glenroy. You can chip in whenever you feel like. I am. I'm following. I'm. I'm following. Okay, because I have a question for you as well. I have a question for you as well coming up, but Pastor, why, why, why is it that God 
has to be constituted as a sex man. man. Um, this is, again, one of the unfortunate things I found as human beings. And, and I was guilty of it until I, I looked at myself and I realized, based on the word of God, I had to do some adjustments. Mm-hmm. That I see God, uh, uh, we, we saw God in terms of having human conditions. Mm, mm. And he, he has human restraints. And so we sometimes give him human qualities. Mm. I, and I hear people say, oh, oh God is, is, is crazy and God does crazy things. I, I've even heard Christians say these things. I'm like, God does crazy God things? God does crazy things. I'm like, no, he doesn't. He, he is very decisive. And why I say he is because the word of God that we, we've received, even the, the ancient text, mm-hmm. refers to him as a he. Mm-hmm. Not from a perspective that it, it, it's dominant, but there is something that God has given, given to men and, and, and passed on in, in, in our genetic material. Mm-hmm. That relevant fatherhood impacts lives. Okay. And, 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 more, so, than, and more so than motherhood or just no 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 it is not a comparative oh, okay. thing not okay. not Be- because again we, we come down to the fact that God is not human mm. he is a spirit and so he does not imbue and embody sex male or female okay. mm. he, 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 he what he does generate towards us are the qualities that we are in need of in most in our lives. I know God and he has comforted me in a way, especially, and, and I'm being upfront with him. When I, my mother's passed mm-hmm. and, you know, being Dr. Alexander and Dr. Alexander's family and him losing, it was for me one of the most traumatic experiences I've ever had. Mm-hmm. I would walk, right? And when I'm walking, I'm, I'm, I'm crying. Mm-hmm. I'm doing my work, but I'm crying because I, I felt like most of my life was torn away from me. And I learned, I learned to get a comfort from God mm. that even though I was married, my wife didn't, wasn't able to provide that because what I needed wasn't something that would come from human. It would be from a God who loves me mm. and a God who cares for me and was concerned that even though I was in pain, there was a hope and there was a future. Mm. And that is what I received. And so it's, it's not just a, 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 a he thing and a, a she, she thing. thing. It it's is, more it, the function. The function, function of God of is more it, important it, it, than it, the, the yeah, sex. Yeah, than, than whether he's male or female. I got you. Um, the reality, like I share with people, if I'm drowning, do you think I come up and look to see who is going to save me? Or, you know, you don't meet the criteria of what I think is going to, who is going to save me. It, uh, it, let it, somebody black or come and... You know, it's, you know? it's funny that you said that because I feel like racism kind of pushes that of sort of... Of course it does. That sort of ignorance. Of course it does. Kyle, I have a question for you and I, I wanted to stick a pin on it because Go I ahead. think it's important. Um, when it comes to you, um, you're, you're in a homosexual relationship at this point in your life. Yes. All right. Uh, no, is I'm the in a same sex relationship? Same sex relationship. You're in a same sex relationship yes. at this point. Is there is there a, a designated and maybe this might come in, be, might be coming from a place of ignorance, but is there a designated male sort of female energy inside your relationship? Well, I I I can't speak for mine, and I can I can give a broader spectrum. In my relationship, there is no designated male or designated female. Mm-hmm. We both understand that we are both men, and we will always and continue to be men. Mm-hmm. And we just have a very loving, solidified relationship within that. Now, within the gay community, within the LGBTQ community. There are relationships that other parties identify themselves as I'm the more dominant one and I'm the more submissive one. Mm-hmm. Some, of, some of relationships has that. But in my specific relationship, we are both men. 
You'd have to break that down some more for me. I don't know if that's good enough for Stephen, but I, I remember we're totally on the outside of uh, uh, of this. We uh, we probably more or less yeah. We probably be very far okay, outside. Okay, go ahead. If you, you, you the thing with me, I I love when people ask questions so I can more break it down and answer the questions. So if you have a question, Mister Alexander, go right ahead. Okay, and put it okay. Out. As great. I said before, nothing can be said today that can offend me or will offend me. So no matter what it is, put it out. No, man. I've, I've been following you. I know that. I know you got hard to steal. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I, I, I know one of the closest approximations I've gotten to the understanding of homos, homosexuality and male-male relationships is my work, and, and, and this is nowhere to be offensive, is through my work um, yeah. in, in HIV because that's, that's when they explore some of the other some of the other sexualities. It's been my greatest exploration into the other sexualities because before we live in yeah. very two-dimensional worlds where you could just stay in your side and, and just just live in ignorance and feel good about it. Yeah. So when I, I, I don't know, lots of talk then was about tops and bottoms. Yeah, yeah. That's and, the case. And again, a lot of what we know because we are afraid to explore and understand it and we don't think that it deserves understanding is, is that area. So you, you're saying that both of you are, uh, are very much male. So when it comes to reception and giving, you mean that 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 that's that's just done on a on a muse on a whim or no? It, there's no fixed rules. That's what you say. There is. Let me break it down for you. There is no one that says I'm for the terms that you use because I personally we don't use those terms right. in our own relationship. Mm -hmm. There's no. There's no. There's no notion to say, okay, you're going to be a top or you're going to be a bottom in my relationship, right. at least. We both understand that we are both men. We don't identify ourselves as a top or a bottom. We don't identify ourselves as submissive or um, aggressive. We just say we are both men. And when we get to bed, we do what both makes us happy. Okay, okay. So there's no, there's no fix. What makes our relationship happy. Right, right. That's understandable. But is is the yeah. so so are you saying that that the two of you function with some level of, of, of sort of autonomy in terms of that energy spectrum? Is it is it that you find your could you find your partner more sensitive than you or is it that you're more sensitive than him or is it how, how is I it? think I think it, it goes different for us because I'm dating somebody who is of, of a total different culture. And I, we was explaining this earlier to you, Stephen, you mm. know, culturally, we are both so different that, um, you know, it, the, the sensitivity doesn't come from our masculinity or our human side of things. It comes from our cultural differences. Mm. That's where our sensitivity, sensitivity <laughs> comes in. Interesting. It is. It is. It's very exploring. Okay, um, so, I mean, this is the thing that, 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 that I think we, we need to get to because... There are probably a whole lot of 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 what I think the the, the religious aspect of it is 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 def in, de in defining what a man is. Um, but, but let me let me Stephen. Go ahead, let me go ahead, say something hear. really quick though. We could hear better um, now, actually. <laughs> go ahead. Let, let me let me say this. A lot of gay relationships, however, like the question Doctor Alexander asked, a lot of gay relationships do identify themselves with those terminologies, right? Mm -hmm. I don't want to put it out there that we as a gay community don't identify right, with right, those terminologies because mm -hmm. a lot of gay relationships out there do say, hey, I'm a top or hey, I'm a bottom. But for myself and my partner, we don't, we don't identify ourselves in that area. Okay, so it's just, so, so this, you might be an anomaly then. You might be different to the, the, the status quo. 
I would hope so, yes. <laughs> okay. Pastor, you are married. Yeah. You have you have five five children. And and how much of five those Yes, he, he I, I have four biological children, children but he has one. And one adopted. Yeah. How much of those are boys? I have two boys and three girls. Two boys, three girls. Um <laughs> in terms of like them growing in this sort of 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 of, of, of situation. I want to say climate because I, I don't know. Garfield has way better um, lexicon than me. Um, but I want to say in this climate, how how do you teach them to identify or how do you teach them um, to relate or to empathize or not to empathize with the gay community or with this sort of climate? How do, how do, you, how do you function that way? <clears throat> okay, that's, that's, that's actually a, a very good question. Um, I don't prepare them because, uh, okay, let me give a story. Sure. There was once a conversation I had with an individual who, who openly supported um, the community. Mm-hmm. I, again, I, I'm never against anybody expressing the way they feel. You feel that way. I, I don't think it's my right to, to, to tell you how to think or how to feel. Mm-hmm. But in, in, in expression, I said, I don't support it. She said, okay, that means you must hate them. Mm. And if your son was to come home gay, what would you do to him? Mm. And I paused and I thought, I said... How does not supporting turn into hatred? Mm-hmm. That, being, that being said, there are some mean-spirited people who do say they love the Lord and do come off towards people in, 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 a, in a manner that belittles them. Mm-hmm. And, and what, what I, what I want to share in, in, in the context of this conversation is simply this. According to the word of God, mm-hmm. it is sin. Mm-hmm. But it's not a greater sin than, than the gentleman who lives with his girlfriend mm-hmm. um, going in sexual congress outside of the bonds of marriage. Mm-hmm. And, and I had a conversation one time at the, at the basketball court where they were bashing homosexuals, man, and a batty boy, and mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm going to be up yeah. front with you. Them anti-man and firebun them. I said, but you don't you have a girlfriend? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aren't you married to her? Are you married to her? Mm-hmm. No. Do you sleep with her? Yes. Then God says it's a sin too. Mm. So, so, so it's it's not it's not a, a end of, a end of a spectrum that oh the gays are at the top so um, those are the ones we have to kill off. Mm-hmm. No, all sin is sin, mm-hmm. and 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 I know we do use the word that it's an abomination, but Proverbs tells us that a lying tongue, a proud look, mm-hmm. um, hands that shed innocent blood. Mean. Um, those who share false witness that get people into trouble, um, uh-huh. those who saw evil thoughts, yeah. evil thoughts, those those who um, run to so discard amongst people. God says, "I All find these things as abomination," mm-hmm. and and so and so. And also, women wearing men's clothing—that's an abomination. Y- yes, yes. God does say these are things I I, I don't desire. Mixed linen. Mixed linen. Yes, exactly. That's exactly. Mixed linen. And and, and the, the the thing is also also within within the spectrum of of what how I relate to my children is that. I pointed to them, you must exercise love to everyone. It doesn't matter their shape, their size, who they are. And I think the best teaching ground is your home. Mm. Because for me, having five, they all come from different places. And in my experience, sometimes they come to me and say, Daddy, um, let me give you an instance. They're fighting over the television. I said, "Do do me a favor. Go back out, sit down, talk to one another. Come with a decision. And when you, when you come to a decision, when you finish, come back and tell me what you've chosen and then I can give input. Mm-hmm. Because the reality is I won't be in your life 
always. You have to learn to. I say you have to learn to how to deal with situations and, and find ways to be relatable to persons. So sometimes it's 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 so it's so tense that it has to be taken away. Okay, since that you since you all can come to a, a conclusion, turn it off until you all can get to that place where you're willing to share the same space. Mm-hmm. Or one watch half an hour when that <clears> is done, <throat> turn over because because the reality we're all here. Mm-hmm. And you can you cannot I, I put pe- to, you cannot put people out I so that they're not the reached. Spot. Eh? Go ahead. I, I hate to put you on the spot, but I have to. Go ahead. Um, Pastor, you 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 have kids, and I'm assuming Dr. Alexander, you have kids as well, too, right? Yes, I do. I don't know. Don't okay. don't bother asking me. You know, you know, man, having. <laughs> yes, Stephen, we know you don't. Okay. <laughs> yes. Go ahead. Yet. Um, yeah, go ahead. Now that we're on the the topic of kids, Pastor, I understand what you're saying. You do not support the lifestyle. Uh-huh. But you have respect for the persons who live the lifestyle. Uh-huh. Correct, right? Yeah, yeah. I love you, man. No, Stephen asked a question there about your kids. Had one of your kids come home, and I'm please don't get me wrong, it's a hypothetical question. It's fine. Had one of your Hopefully, kids I mean, come home and say to you, Dad, I am gay or Dad, I am bisexual, uh-huh. what would be your pro- approach, if any? Okay, l- let me express to you what I expect to Stephen, what I learned from my relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. There's nothing my children would ever do in this world that would make me love them any less. Okay. There are things that they can do that would not make me happy, mm-hmm. but it will not change my love because it's the same thing I have from God. If, if we think about the way we behave sometimes and we go back to him and we ask for forgiveness... And he still loves us. And if he can do that, then I'm pretty sure as a father, I'm bound to exercise that also. Now, to answer your question, if, if, if one of my children were to come home and tell me, this is the lifestyle I'm choosing, I'm telling them, based on the word of God, I cannot accept your lifestyle. This doesn't mean I can't accept you, but I cannot accept your lifestyle. And it goes so far that if you're choosing to, to have a same-sex partner and, and, and get quote-unquote, what is accepted as marriage, I will not support that either. Not that I don't support the fact that you may love somebody because love in and of itself is a gift from God. But what, what God is seeking for us to do is to abide by his word, not, not by so our where feelings. Is the balance? All right, sorry? Where, where is going to be the Where is going to be the balance for you to say the love of my child and the love of God. I am trying to find out where is the balance between there. Because appearance love is second to none. Appearance, and I'm sure Dr. Alexander would agree with me with this, appearance love is second to none. A child, a a boy or a girl needs the love of his father and his mother until he dies. So regardless of the age of a child, they need the love of both parents. So because of your love for God, and the love of your child, where is the balance? Where, where, if where, there where, is one. Where is the balance? In, 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 I'm, I'm making sure that I'm, I'm answering what you're actually asking. Is if, 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 if I do love my child, then I should compromise that I accept something that I know to be wrong? You're asking if that's no, what no, he's I'm asking? No, he's actually... That's, that's, oh, that's a it's, it's a kind of asked and answered because, because what... what, what what, what I want people not, not to get misconstrued is the very fact of what we're called to live by is the word of God. And I tell people I don't make an apologies for this because one guy said to me one time in conversation, and you're going to hear me say this because I talk to people all the time. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, you still doing that Christian thing, boy? <laughs> 
<laughs> I said, very much so, sir. And he said to me, oh, don't bother start talking about the Bible. I said, but what else do you want me to talk about? He said, that old dead book, um, that, that, that book that caused people to be um, enslaved and caused such atrocity and mash up people's life and caused division. And I said to him, this, this was my response to him, sir, if a gentleman takes a hammer and bash in another man's head with it, does that make all hammers bad? Mm. And I said, you're telling me a book that tells me I should love my wife, cherish her, value her, have her as my partner and my helpmate, who comes alongside me to make me better, the one that tells me I should honor authority, that I should train my children to, to live right and to respect others, that tells me that one of these days I'm going to get to the point where God wants me to be, to be a better man. I said, you're telling me this book is bad? Well, I said, until I find evidence otherwise, I will continue living this life that impacts me and those around me. I have a question for all of you. Um, and, and probably, Glenn Ryan, I'll probably ask you to go last <laughs> for a reason. When did um, homosexuality or the gay lifestyle become so hatred or more hated than any other form of sin or iniquity? Like, why is it that that specific, that specific lifestyle seems to garner so much, um, so much opposition? Or it, it, it almost feels like it's in access. And this, let me share something with you guys. When I was going to church as a young, as a young, not when I was, because I still go to church, but when I was going as a younger person, I remember there was one <coughs> homosexual guy, and I, I, I only could assume he's homosexual because he said he was, okay? He came into the church, I think he got saved, um, and from what I witnessed, there was never an open acceptance of him. I felt like while he was, while he was trying to participate, um, within the church, and while he was trying to get into ministry and all of that, when we were confronted, when we when we when confronted, he would always say, "I'm still gay, but I I'm a Christian. I love the Lord and so on." And he, I don't think he was ever accepted for that. I think a lot of the times, like even the pastor and so, would have would have would have gotten up about it. But what I'm asking is this: the simple question is, when did we get to a point where homosexual so homosexuality is so villainized? Um, versus being a thief, versus being a fornicator, versus being even an adulterer or whatever, the, any other sin. When did it become? When did it become that bad? I'll, I'll start with Garfield. Garfield, when do you think? I think it's a matter of perspective. I think it all depends on the and in on the context and the environment. For example, here in Saint Kitts and, and in other insulated cultures, mm -hmm. you have that demonization, but you can't demonize. Well, you can try, mm -hmm. but it, it's power. For example, in the U.S., if you're talking about a homosexual male, that's maybe one of the most powerful pockets of persons you have because mm -hmm. it's white male dominate that. Yeah, yeah, okay. And all the seed of power within the U.S. and most superpowers resides within the white male. So the, if, and white males, if you're going to be a homosexual male, the homosexual male with the most power is a white male. Mm. So I don't agree that it's... Demonize, like mm. I said, if you go to a place like Jamaica, you are going to find homosexuals, mm. even in the ghettos of Kingston, mm. where the most songs and it's well, it seems like the most songs are, 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 are dreamt about and put out about about that, about that that lifestyle. When I was in Jamaica, I were actually, when we went on one of the courses, there was actually an area within Kingston where these men were living in a drain, living in a drain, right? As in, 
they were marginalized by society, marginalized by the family, but That's still correct. decided yes. this is what I am. And that, that, that is what, I don't want to say conversion because he wasn't like a part, salt to part of the mask. But it's then it's when I realized there must be something more than genetics, more than the environment. Because here you are, where it's perpetuated by all the music, by all your family. You've been growing up in school where everybody says, Bonabati man. Mm-hmm. And you somehow still decide, I'm going to be who I am. That, that must reside from some place core. That must reside from some place inexplicably inside. So, <clears throat> so for persons, and not, not cutting you off, forgot, uh, Mr. Alexander, for persons who are listening who may not understand that theory you just gave, you're basically saying that you are of the view, as of recent or probably earlier, that persons are born this way. Yeah, from, from, from all the conversation, the deep musings I've had with persons, they've, they've told me, Maybe during childhood, they would have certain inclinations, but as soon as they answered the previous, they didn't know who they were attracted to. They would have played okay. the game. Right, that's out. all I wanted right, to right, ask. Right, 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 right. That, and everything, everything that I've seen shows me. I was, like I said, I was in Jamaica. I, I, people perpetuated as the most hom- homophobic. The homophobic area. I'm talking about Kingston, and you have men who have decided this is what I am. And they've been marginalized beside them living in a dream. <clears throat> And I've Steven, seen you that remember, the, you, even the example that you gave right? with the young man, mm. that he knows Christianity will reject him. And he still decides, I, I, yeah, I feel a calling. Take a different and I'm going in there, I'm going to admit that. That means you're going against everything and everyone. But then why? That can't be a whim. You, you, you keep asking why. Do, we, do they even need to tell us why? The thing is... Um, Stephen, do you remember we had this conversation a few weeks ago? Yeah, well, which conversation? This same conversation? The, the, the one about the core of who you are because you're raising such a toxic society and you're willing to risk all of that to be who you are? Well, that's, that's the thing. I don't know. I don't know. I, you're, you're talking to a doctor. I'm talking to a pastor. I'm talking to a gay activist. I am just here to hear. The only input I have is, 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 is this. Um, and it's from more a media standpoint. Than anything, that's me. That's 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 where I am. That's my work. That's where. Doctor Alexander. Um, right. wait one second, Glenn. Why? So what I'm saying is this. Okay. Um, the, the one thing, the one thing that I think is a fear of all, almost every heterosexual man, is 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 to be is to be anally raped, mm-hmm. like to be sub submitted into that that sort of of of, of um that sort of of, of stereotype sexual. again yes it, it is but it's a perpetuated one and it's very very deep and ingrained in, in culture especially when it comes to media all right i remember a boondocks episode where there was this this one anally raped episode where the the, the lawyer was afraid to go to jail because he didn't want to be anally raped he, didn't, he wasn't afraid to go to jail for anything bad he was just afraid to get to jail because of anal rape and the media has perpetuated that and i think that carries along with it the demonizing stereotype that the worst thing that could happen to you as a man is to be raped by another man. But that's because of our inbred hypersexuality as well because rape is rape, whether it's being perpetuated on a man or a woman. Agreed. So Agreed. when somebody perpetuates rape, rape being a prison or anywhere, anywhere. a man or another man, it's, it's supposed to be on the same level. It's but supposed to be ex- it's an exercise of power. That, exactly. exactly. And for most men, they know that it's the most degrading thing that you could do to other men. But then, what, you see, but then when you start associating um, anal rape, remember one of the things that, that, that the gay community does is that they would engage in this in, in that sort of sexuality. But how is it that but you then, have... Wait, but what I'm saying is that once you, once we as heterosexual men associate that as the worst thing that could happen, then the people who engage in that become the worst human beings. I, 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 it isn't as straightforward as that because, like I said, there are lots of heterosexual men, men who are very much attracted to women, mm-hmm. 
who 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 want who, who want things in in their inner or who want to be tickled during. There's the, the lots of that, and that's not freaky. That's just you, two heterosexual person, deciding. All right, this is all this we is want. Gonna... This is what we want to take, and this mm-hmm. is what turns me on. So I don't, I don't know. I, the thing is, I agree. I agree. That's fine. And I'm not saying that this is my thing. I'm just trying to diagnose a situation that I see. A situation that I see. You see is that's that... the issue there. The reason why we can't accept it is because we keep seeing it as a disease. Keep seeing it as, as a yeah, exactly as a go wrong. Mm. So we, we are constantly on on a journey to find out what makes these people tick. What, how do they do things? We want there, there's some 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 guys who who want to look at it and see like how, how does it actually happen? How do they do it? These. Uh, these are things that we go through every day because we don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. We, we want to approximate to know, but we still don't want to know because we feel ashamed because we want to know what would be pushing us to understand. But we're just trying to understand another human being. Yeah, that's it. And for mm-hmm. most times, to understand somebody is just stop trying to understand and accept. Mm. Yeah. But then the thing is, what, what, what becomes even more of a, of a catalyst for that not happening is that within religion, there are rules that says that this is wrong. You, you see, so ingrained within, uh, ingrained within a, a complete sect of religion, the, the people who are religious, people who are Christians, you cannot accept it because it is against your religion. One of the questions I have here today for you guys, and one thing that has been mulling out my mind, the whole reason that we're here today is because I need the perspective. You have um, a gay community. Glenn, are you still there? Yes, I am. Okay, yes, I'm great. listening. Great. You have a gay community. A gay community says, hey, um, you're a chef pastor, I think you are, right? Or uh, caterer. Uh, a, a few gay men come and they say, hey, look, we, we have a party. We need you to cater for us, all right? I'm not saying you are going to do this, but I'm saying if you choose, if you choose to say your lifestyle is not, a part, is, is not part of my religion, I don't agree with your lifestyle, I'm not going to give you my service. Is it wrong for the gay, for the gay community to feel um, to feel oppressed or to feel like that's that's a form of oppression, or is the pastor or not the pastor, but the, the chef or the caterer right to say, "Look, I'm standing on the principles of my religion." This is where the shakiness occurs. Who is right? Who is wrong? Is there right and is there wrong? If I don't want to entertain you as a customer because I am I don't agree with your lifestyle, am I wrong to take that stance? Or Am I wrong to say I am discriminating against some? Is it discrimination because you don't agree with my lifestyle? <laughs> you see, it becomes a, it becomes Steven, a whole. You see, but you, you, what you just highlighted um, Steven, for me is discrimination. Okay, but since the, the now president of the United States are actually changing the laws and now they're going to say that, that if you're a service provider, even in the hospital and you're providing a service and, and somebody that's, Good. Openly gay comes there that you could you could not serve. Yes, them and, exactly, and that's what's and happening say that right it's now. Your, that they were infringing it's on your, your religious right. right. Yeah, your religious right. That's what's happening now. Again, that's the broader spectrum of what's happening. We we we've come to a point now where whose human rights now become more important? Is it more important to see everybody as a human being, or is it more important for you to see your rights as a person, your Stephen, right to have a religion? Go ahead, Kyle. Go ahead. Let me ask you a question. Sure. You have a child, and mm. your child is 14, 15 years old. He or she identifies himself as being gay. Uh-huh. He goes to the hospital. Dr. Alexander is the only doctor in St. Kitts and Nevis and mm. decides that little boy or little girl is gay. I do not want to be associated with that community. I don't want to touch that child or that, that little boy or little girl, mm. and she dies. How does that sit with you as a parent? 
But I mean, as a parent, I mean, come on. I'm not a parent. I'm just saying I'm not a parent. But, okay. But um, my question is, if you're it, No, the thing is, service, yeah, exactly. The thing is, if for, for all intents and purposes, my morality says that that is, that is completely wrong. But then... You are offering a service. Yes. I, yes, the person is offering a service. And because they're offering a service to me, and it's are they dis- deciding not to offer a service to my child who needs that service? Of course, I'm going to say this is wrong. But then... Yes. But then the, the counterbalance is, am, am I, and this is probably the question to ask, am I infringing on this person's right to say, I don't want to give service to everybody? But is it, is it a religious, from a religious aspect to say, I can't serve that community because they are gay? Well, There's this, no way you could point me in the Bible that says, let me you ask, cannot speak to... Well, we could ask the pastor. You ain't going to ask him, I'm telling you. <laughs> you I ain't going to ask him, I'm telling you. There's no way in the Bible that says you cannot speak to, you cannot adhere to a gay person. So it, it, not, it doesn't boil down to your religious rights. No one is infringing upon religious rights. Mm. It's just the moral of the story. You, the person is homophobic and it's just wrong. Oh, I, 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 hear, I, hear, I hear that word. And sometimes I, I find it's, it's, it's I, I don't do the internet much because um, it's not an excellent place sometimes to learn things, especially Facebook and stuff, because people's, I'm going to use the word you guys have been using, people's opinions sometimes can be so toxic <laughs> that nobody, nobody's actually listening to, no, to yes, anybody it, it becomes because sometimes we come to conversations already made up in our minds, um, are dead, you're too dead. Mm. Uh, and we approach some situations, and one of the things that God has called us as, as those who believe in His Word and are practicing and following and be, seeking to be Christ-like is to love. No, no, no. I I reserve the right, and it's a business thing to refuse service to anybody for any reason. It, it doesn't have to be just be religious. If I look at you and I don't think you're capable of pain and, and, and the understanding is that you, you don't have the money, should I then engage in service to cater for you and then not get paid anyway? Mm. That's what you're saying. And so, and so it's, 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 it's broader than just being homophobic. Okay, let me, let me give you an instance. In my service, because I'm a believer and because I, I serve the Lord, there's certain things I would not cater for because mm. it's not a part of what, what, what I subscribe to. I tell people this very boldly. I have never been to carnival. Mm. I have never seen carnival. I have never gone into town for juve. And that is my choice. Because once I got le- left my parents' house, I was free to make the decision, but there's nothing there for me. Mm. It is not for me. It's not my culture. I, I, I watch the things sometimes we partake in, and I see them like, okay, um, okay, that's you. But then the word of God tells me, revelry is not something that a Christian is supposed to be doing. Mm. And so while, while, while I understand at times, if, 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 let, let, me, let, me, let me give an instance. Let's say uh, uh, Glenn Roy comes to me and he says, can you bake me a cake? You think I'm going to tell Glenn Roy, I can't bake you a cake um, because you're gay? No. Mm. But he says, can you bake me a cake that is a penis going into an a, a, a anus? Um, no, I will not do that because that directly contravenes what, what, what I believe in. What, 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 what? A P- <laughs> he asked, what about a P into a V? Oh, man, God feel is... If, if you understand what but I'm if, trying... If it's... Okay, so, but... Okay, with, I guess with your instance we're talking about, we're talking about a cake, um, which is probably a non-essential. 
But when it when when we start transposing that, and I, I think Glenn Rice does have a point. Glenn Rice is not that against you, eh? not against anything. I'm just trying no, to no, see. No, no, no. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. But when it comes to life and death, like especially in the case of a hospital, like how you know do what, you... Stephen? No, don't use that example. Use what? what Let example? me give you another one. You're a chef, pastor. Uh huh. Mm. A fisherman is something totally different. He goes out to sea. He brings back the most amazing shrimps ever. Your Bible spoke about shrimp. Uh-huh. Do you think it is right for the fisherman to, do, to, to turn you away from buying his shrimp and do not serve you? If, if, in terms of if he's a buyer? Yeah. Okay, to say he will not sell to you. You, 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 you're, you're saying since, since the word of God speaks about eating um, crustaceans and so forth, that it's, it's a sin. And should, should the fisherman resolve the right not to serve me because that's what my Bible says? Yeah. If, we, if we have a conversation that, that indicates that, then he has the right to serve me or not to serve me. In, 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 in the instance that you placed before, I cannot think of a good reason why a doctor would not help to save a patient as that is their primary function, to preserve the health. But if you being a baker is your primary function, function. and I want a cake... But you're going to refuse to make me a cake because of your religious reasons, yeah, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, but, but, but outside, of, outside of a religious reason, the Bible indicates to us that if something offends my conscience, in other words, if I don't feel like it's okay for me to do, then it is sin if I do put myself in and do it. So I'm telling you, there may be, there may be a, a, a baker who doesn't feel any issues baking the cake for you, and... I think, I think and, and, and on the other end, is that the community has attacked other persons because there are stories out there where, where they target certain persons because they know this is their belief mm-hmm. and then they put them in an uncomfortable position and I don't think that's fear. And that's, that's to do that oh. to anybody of, of, of any orientation. Mm-hmm. I, I'm going to do this. Okay, let, let, let's, let's deal with one of the major things we have, race. Because you are of a certain color, ethnic group, I, I've seen some things in my own country. I was in a Chinese um, supermarket, and a girl came in and threw the money in, in the teller's face, in the cashier's face. I'm thinking, at what point in time did you feel that person had so little value that that should be your response? Mm. I don't care what ethnicity, ethnicity you are. We, 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 should, we, should, we should have that value for one another that, hey, hey, these guys don't subscribe to my lifestyle, and... We, we can see them saying this. Mm. So let's not, let's not go there and try to impose. Mm. Because the imposition has been on both sides of, 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 of the fence. You know, you, uh, you are, well, you know you're, you're gay, so you can't come in my restaurant. Mm. Um, are they paying? Are they doing anything on your table? No. Are they eating your food? Yeah, th- that's the purpose. But, when, but when, 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 when your choices and your lifestyle are then put in my face that, hey, this, is, this has been one of the fence. You need to accept this because this is how the world is. Mm. At the same time, it's, it's, it's not fear and it's, it's not right. But like I said, it must be met with love. Our response must be met with love. I wouldn't curse you. I would say I'm uncomfortable making this cake. Mm. I do not believe um, in... And this that. is the penis. And, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah okay. you want me to make a chocolate cake? Fine, I make the chocolate cake. We, we are good. Mm-hmm. But the moment, the moment again, it, 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 sometimes it comes off as you must accept my lifestyle. Mm. And that in of itself is the same thing you're asking people not to do to you. Because I will tell you, the essence of, of this whole thing with, with Jesus Christ 
is not to make you straight. It is to bring you back into the position that God had for us from the very conception of our lives. When he breathed into you and became, you became a living being, the thing God desired for you was for him to have a relationship with you through Jesus Christ. And that from there, he will take you to wherever he needs to take you. Okay, that's a good question. I think that, that, that brings us to a good point. Is it possible? Because, I mean, I, I made the reference to the story to start this part of the discussion off. But is it possible then for somebody to be gay and a Christian? Can, can, I, can I give an example? Sure, go ahead. You, you, you've been a Christian, right? Yes, I am. Okay. I'm asking this. Uh, of course. And, and, uh, because be- no, I've never been gay. No, Christian. Christian, no. yes. Okay. As in the- practicing. Practicing. Not brought up in a Christian home because sometimes you get that confused. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Practicing. You've been practicing. Okay. Practicing. I believe. And, 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 Bible beating. I don't. Sat. Bible beating is a different level. Maybe I'm more liberal. I'm a lot more liberal. <laughs> could I say? Could, anyway, continue, Pastor. And, and we, we, we're choosing to be open and upfront because this is something men don't do. We right. hide a lot of things. Have you ever lost after a woman? Of course. It's just, it's and and when you became a Christian, lust suddenly disappeared? No, not at all. Okay, so... so, so but then so, I, get, I became a Christian when I was like 11 or 10 or And we're going to be up front. And I'm sure the good, doc, the good doctor count. will tell you. That don't count. Even though Dr. Alexander is not a Christian, correct, sir? No, I'm not. Okay. okay. I'm sure he, he has moments of lust, correct? Of course. So, so, so what we are saying is that you, 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 be, you become a Christian and... Uh, all it doesn't eliminate. It doesn't eliminate, eliminate anything. No, so so why, why is it we think that, hey, I was practicing this lifestyle and all of a sudden I became a Christian and this is supposed to just go away? That mm. is not what we're after. I had a friend who said to me, um, he was imprisoned because he did some really bad things. Okay. And after being released, he, he, he used to be a Roman. He came to my house. And he sat down and he says, um, I said, you hungry? He said, sure. I said, okay, come. I'm going to get you something to eat. Give him his food. I would say, watch the man and he's shaking his head. Shaking his head. I said, what happened? He said, you served me on hard plates. On what? On glass, on a hard plate. And you gave me my drinking in a glass. I said, what's the big deal? He said, you know what? People have go by the house and they give me a paper plate. Oh, oh, oh because, oh, be, because, because I, I was a convict. <laughs> they treat me as less than a human being, so I, I don't deserve That's to eat out the same. Yeah, and I but said then, that's on the predication that like, the, like because you're a convict or because you're gay, you, because you, you're it, gonna always be a convict. Or, and, or it's it's almost like it's contagious. Don't get yeah, too they close, don't get close to me. Young Baba for me. Yeah, don't drink all this know, water. You know where that is coming from. Where our society is not a forgiving society. You've hit the nail on the head. Our society holds us to what we was and what we are. Our society does not see beyond what's in front of us. We are not a forgiving society. Mm. And that's part Simple. and pass because of our size too, but you're right. But it doesn't even have to do with you doing something bad. It just it has just to do existing. With, with failure too. Yeah. For example, failure. I remember the Caribbean Development Bank did a study and found out what are, the, what are the most detrimental effects within our Caribbean community, community mm. towards entrepreneurship and going out there and just failing and they say that reminder failure as in people are so afraid to go into business because they're so afraid of failing not just failing but failing and being reminded of it failing, perpetually yeah. and i've seen I, I knew this 
ever since I've grown up, because you always hear the adults so one you're saying, that's the man that started the business down there, and he never... And he never went nowhere. He never went nowhere, yeah. and he flopped, and you're reminded... That is what we do as a society that can't, and, and then we still make noise and say, the Chinese are always coming in when, when, they're, exa- when they're funded by the government. Mm-hmm. They're coming from a place that's overpopulated and rushed. So coming to any one of our, our Caribbean communities mm-hmm. is heaven. Yeah, that's right. I'm talking about millions of persons where you're told you only could have one child mm-hmm. and they could just come. They must thrive because they, they've come from such an oppressed area. Not only they're thriving because their governments understand that these people have to go up. We just have too much people yeah. over here. Yeah. So their banks fund them. So when people see them coming here, it, it, it's not us and that we are failing as a black people to start businesses. It's something more endemic and deeper than, 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 than that. And it's just about our governments allowing them in to perpetuate. Mm-hmm. It's, it's more endemic than that. You would prefer, we prefer to throw cash and support businesses because it's not one of us. Mm. Because we are high, we're highly critical of our own. Maybe. Somebody sent me a video. And I, not, and I do that all the time too. I'm, 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 I'm guilty of that. So I don't want anybody to feel like I'm playing perfect. Mm. Somebody sent me a video of a young lady. She should have been around the interview section. And, you know, somebody, it was in a group chat. So it was epic fail. Because she just misread the question and, and gave an, a, a very rehearsed answer. Mm. So everybody was looking for me to comment. No, and I said, I can't comment because I could never go up on stage. No, 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 no. <laughs> rehearse otherwise in front of all them people. To answer. I remember the interesting part only comes on part somebody failure. The interview section, everybody's waiting to laugh. You know, yeah, it's not yeah, like yeah. everybody's waiting to say, Boy, I hope she came perfect so yeah. I could give a rounding applause. No, no. Everybody listen to that section who did the for worst. the embarrassment to see who did the worst. So you're up there under scrutiny, sometimes dressed in a very elaborate dress mm-hmm. or in bathing suit. So more scrutiny, you're half naked. And the stereotype is that once you're pretty, you're not smart. Right. So all these things coming on and, and she's expected huh? to... Set the bar low. Set the bar, right. yeah, yeah. And she's expected to deliver. Yeah, it's, like, it's... I told the person, I just can't do that. So anybody, whenever I see Queen shows, mm-hmm. I, I, I have a renewed perspective when it comes to Queen show and going out there. And, and if you see, it's mainly women. So why we, we keep asking ourselves, why are women thriving now? Mm. Because they've been brought up differently by their parents. They've had different expectations, sometimes no expectations. Mm. And, and they've been engineered and geared to survive even when they're less yeah. funded, mm. even when they're given less authority, less authority to thrive. You see it everywhere. And that is part and parcel of why we, in our manliness, in our maleness, mm-hmm. constantly feel the need to, to show it and prove it. That's why we take it as an affront when we see somebody that's supposed to be a male, in our minds, mm-hmm. playing something else or trying to do something else because for us, you know, we over here doing this role, playing this role, what are you trying? Mm-hmm. And we don't understand. But a part of it is our male chauvinism, our society that perpetuates this paternalistic, we in control, we in charge, right? Mm-hmm. So homosexuality has, a, it, become, it comes as an insult to our culture because of what our culture is. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening. This was All Men Don't Hug the Same Part 1. We had to split this episode up into two parts because there was so much content and I didn't really want to get rid of any anything. It was just a really good friendly conversation um, with these gentlemen. So part two is going to come out on the 27th of March, which is a Wednesday, which is the very following day after this releases. So more likely than not, while you're listening, this part two is already available. As usual, you can check us out at objectivelyincorrect.com. That's spelled A-N-C-O-W-R-E-C-K-E-D. You guys can check us out um, on SoundCloud. 
you could check us out on instagram it's objectively underscore incorrect or you could just search for objectively incorrect in google and we should pop up there too thanks again once again guys and as usual peace no gang signs